0: What's up guys, this is Cody from the 3 Count Podcast And this week we're going to be talking about Sunny, aka Tammy Cinch How she got arrested one more time <laughs> um, Yeah, and the ratings for the final Raw Before the horror show Extreme Rules pay-per-view uh, Talk about the ratings and what came before it Or what what was in the lead for TV ratings that night And that, the predictions for Extreme Rules And we're going to possibly make worse the Claire Lynch storyline from TNA in 2012. All that and more here on the 3 Count Podcast. Thank you for listening to the 3 Count Wrestling Podcast. A podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, the Professor Cody Wilson, and stunning Steve Krasniak for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews here on the Light Blue Podcast Network. And now... Here's me. Thanks, me, for that awesome introduction. So, yeah, like I said at the top of the show, we got some good stuff to do today. Um, this week, uh, we will start with the news, then head to the predictions, and then do the ad break for the booking. So, uh, Steve, how you doing today, buddy? I'm going to introduce you first before we do all that. <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty good. I, I watched a... Um
1: Little segment on how the Claire Lynch storyline was, and can't wait to see how the hell we're gonna make a hot flaming bag of garbage worse than it already is.
0: I have a few ideas.
1: Oh, I can't wait because I might have some based on what you say, like I usually do. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah. So we're gonna redo the clear. We're gonna redo the Claire Lynch storyline. It's completely redo it. It's gonna be like a Twilight Zone booking type thing. If everything went according to plan. Um <laughs> So. With that we're going to start with the news. First news story of the week. Is we're going to do two news stories. And then talk about the FTW title. Um First news story is. Tammy Cinch. Or Sunny. The Hall of Famer. Surprisingly she hasn't gotten that revoked yet. Um Give it time. Yeah you're right. Well Hogan said the N word. And instantly got revoked. She's been arrested like six times for DWI and still has no charges to her for the um, Hall of Fame. Of course, she got it six times because it's a six pack and she likes beer. (laughs) So she was arrested um, early morning on the 13th of this week. Um, She has no bond. Uh, the following charges are listed from the Elding, Elding police officer: contempt, violence, violent domestic violence restraining order. Wow! Operating motor vehicle during second license suspension. Second license suspension. I will add that well, again. Look at her overachieving. Right. And contempt, violate domestic violence restraining order. So records also indicate that cinch is due to face a judge for these charges in Middletown Township in Pennsylvania. Uh, cinch has been on parole since being released from the Carbon County Correctional Facility in Carbon County, uh Pennsylvania earlier this year. There is no word yet on if this if this latest arrest has to do with a parole violation uh, she was paroled earlier this year on February 25th after originally being scheduled to be released on March 25th. She was paroled early after lawyers petitioned for her release at a hearing this the week before. She had been in jail since February 23rd, 2019 after being arrested in Seaside Heights, New Jersey for a DWI, which was her sixth charge for driving under the influence since 2015. And I like it how they word it this way. The pro wrestling veteran has battled a number of legal and personal issues in multiple states, including arrest and probation violations, since 2012.
1: I'm going to quote one of my favorite actors, Jim Carrey, from the movie *Viral*. Liar on this. Stop breaking the law, asshole.
0: <laughs> Which is always a good way to look at it, really. And veteran my ass. Right? Her, her tits might be veteran's. <laughs>
1: But her no, her claim to fame is when she managed her run Now, nah, bitch, people recognize you because your hooters are huge. Uh, uh, yeah. I can't argue that, you gotta, really. You gotta think what the image was for the females back then. Blonde and big-chested. Because this fit likes that shit.
0: Well, okay, if that's the case, then, then why wasn't she with, or, uh, with Sable all the time? I don't know. I think Sable had a better rack than Sonny, but Sonny's was more natural and not plastic. Hey, if
1: they show me plastic, I gave him fake Monopoly money. If show me real, i real money.
0: Hey, this is I'm fake money. Kidding. Those are fake titties.
1: <laughs> right. You see that lady <laughs> over there with the one eye? She's got real tits, so she gets the real money.
0: Right. And by the way, we have to really be careful about what we say, because uh, if this ever comes back to bite us in the ass, Brock Lesnar will eat us for lunch. Um, <laughs> I thought he was married to Deborah. No, he's married to Sable. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I would really not want to um, piss off to a see. guy who purposely goes to Saskatchewan, Canada to get away from people.
1: Oh, so he goes to
0: Suplex City. Okay. Yeah, he uh, he purposely hey, lives hey. in Saskatchewan because there's nobody there. Yeah. He's
1: probably
0: scared of all the way. No, he just hates people. He's flat out said he hates people.
1: That doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, he lives in Saskatchewan, Ontario, Canada because the closest f- the closest neighbor is 15 miles away and the closest city is 30.
1: I gotta admit that does sound peaceful as hell though.
0: he I think he's got like a hundred acre land farm go brock
1: can you make me some broccoli
0: <laughs> yeah I had so. to it was there <laughs> don't kill me please So, um, yeah, so Sonny's arrested again. Shocker. A lot of the former, like, 90s wrestlers either have drug addictions, have an addiction to something, and have overdosed and died, or are reborn again Christians. That's pretty much how I look at that. Anybody from the 90s is either bitter, reborn, or dead. Yeah, no, that's '90s wrestling in
1: a nutshell.
0: Yeah. So it really is, uh, and a ne- little bit of it leaked the 2000s, <laughs> Well, no, not really. A little bit in the 2000s, not a lot. You know, nobody really followed that that trend. And then Tammy Sinch happened. Oh yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the next story is, and I want to talk about this. I wanted to talk about this this week because there have been arguments online about how WWE should you know try to do stuff better or how they've been consistently pulling you know top 10 hours like you know for viewership and the demographic that they're trying to pull is not one they can get anymore I believe
1: probably generation?
0: No, they're the 18
1: to 35s. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking because you've got people that are our age and older, well, let's say our age to maybe early 40s mm-hmm. that remember the Attitude Era and a little bit of the Golden Era. And then you get the people that are in their 50s on up that remember the Golden Era and that's it. And even us look at the shit
0: that's going on today and going,
1: this ain't wrestling anymore.
0: This ain't good. Like, it's wrestling but it's bad. It's like, yes, it's
1: always been predictable but when I got like, when I could predict it for weeks on end or when I watch it with people that hardly ever watch wrestling but can guess what's going on Mm -hmm. that's bad.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, here's Here's what it here's what it says. So, they drew an average of 1.5 million viewers on the USA network. This is down, well, 1.56. This is down from 1.58. So, which is <laughs> the second which was the second lowest viewership in the show's history going back to the May 4th episode which drew million viewers This week's raw viewership is the lowest In the show's history period At 1.56 The first hour Drew 1.6 million Almost 1.7 The second hour Drew 1.6 And the final hour Drew 1.5
1: I honestly think the no audience thing in the plexiglass is getting stale. I think a lot of the people that, that want to watch it again want to see all the fans because it
0: makes you feel like they're actually there.
1: If they can't make
0: it or if the show's far away. Right, which I understand, but hmm. I'm going to read off the shows that were ahead of um,
1: WWE Raw. Plus, it also doesn't help before you say anything that the products would stale for a while and people are kind of getting sick of it.
0: Well, yeah. So, Raw was number 22 for the night in viewership on cable. Behind Tucker Carlson Tonight, Hannity... The Ingram Angle, The Five, Rachel Maddow Show, Special Report, 90 Day Fiancé Strikes Back, 90 Day Fiancé The Other Way, uh, Last Word, America's Newsroom, Your World, 11th Hour, Below Deck, 90 Day Fiancé Pillow Talk, Outnumbered Over Time, The Story, Outnumbered, Cuomo Primetime, which was, that seems horrible. Um, Fox News at Night, CNN Tonight, and Anderson Cooper 360. Holy crap. Now, out of those shows, one, two, I want to say three, four, five, Out of 22 programs, including Raw, five of them were not news-related. Yeah.
1: And three of them
0: were 90 Day Fiance. And and three of them were 90 Day Fiance, which probably go back-to-back-to-back.
1: I'm assuming, yeah. That would make the most sense.
0: Now... The WWE ranked number four of the night on the cable top one hundred and fifty for the second week in a row with an average eighteen to forty nine demographic rating of 0.5. five. Ninety Day Fiance the other way topped the night on the cable top one hundred and fifty for the fourth streak week in a row with a point eight in the eighteen to forty nine, drawing three point one million viewers. And Carl Tucker, Carl. T- Tucker Carlson tonight, God say that five times fast, on Fox News, topped the night on cable in viewership with 3.9, almost 4 million viewers, ranking number six on the top 150 with a 0.36 rating in the key demo. Now, based on overnight numbers, on ABC... It was CMA Best of Fest at 8 o'clock drew $3.8 million. So it was a concert copilation shout. That does not sound interesting at all. Right. But to people that... So it, it's pretty much at that point, it's either watch the news about either Trump, coronavirus... Or something else that's going stupid in America. Oh, you mean the riots? That. Which I think have died down by now. I'll give it time. Right. Or watch one of these four shows. Five shows, I'm sorry. Which was CMA Best of Best on ABC which drew 3.8 like I said. The Neighborhood which stars Cedric Alexander or my bad Cedric the Entertainer I'm going to get so much flack for that. And the guy from New Girl, I can't remember his freaking name. And one of the blonde girl from Broke Girls. Uh, oh, yeah, that... I, I, I'm not touching that last one. Right. Uh, the Neighborhood drew 3.6 million at 8 o'clock. While at the same time, the Titan Games drew 3.8 million viewers on NBC... Where 911 on Fox at the same time drew 2.2 million viewers on Fox, and the CW's Whose Line Is It Anyway, which is a great show, period. Drew Carey ones are better. And I like the Alicia Tyre ones, they're not too bad. But it's still the fact that that show drew 949,000 viewers at the eight PM broadcast. So you're looking at four seven and a half <clears throat> eleven and a half. Fourteen. Almost fifteen million people would rather watch a combination of these five shows than Raw. Right. Well, now let me put it to you in perspective. Best of Fest on ABC, like I said, was a, a a concert compilation show. That's what I'm guessing at. I've never, I haven't seen it, so I can't really make a good educated guess on what it was. I, but I that's what I'm assuming. It.
1: Might have seen it once, but that makes the most sense, honestly.
0: The Neighborhood is a half an hour sitcom. Right. And that drew twice as much for half an hour than Raw could do for an hour. Yeah, that, that's telling you something right there. The Titan Games on NBC, hosted by the fucking Rock. A lot of the people tuning in right there drew twice as much at the eight o'clock hour than WWE, and that show runs for a good hour, if not two. Right, and half the
1: audience is probably you know people that want to watch it, and then the other half is people that just want to care
0: about the rock. Right, 911 still- on, on Fox, which is a drama, so yeah, the CMA is music. The Neighborhood is a half an hour sitcom. The Titan Games is an athletic competition between people. And 911 is a dramatic show on Fox. While CW's Whose Line Is It Anyway drew nine and a half thousand viewers. Nine and a half thousand or nine and a half hundred thousand viewers. And that show only lasts for half an hour. So the fact that Whose Line Is It Anyway is creeping up to WWE says a lot to WWE.
1: Yeah, it means your shit's getting stale. you got to do something else before people just totally give up on you. Right. Before people hop ship to AEW, which most people are anyway.
0: So, Carl Tuckerson ended up with 3.1 million viewers or no hold on 90- day fiance the other way draws 3.1 million viewers with a .88. in the 18 to 49 demographic which is the which probably topped them all I think. Tucker Carlson gets number six, but he still draws 3.9 million viewers total, and he drew number he ranked number six among 18 to 49s. Right, with WWE landing number four with a .48, but they have half as many viewers as Carl as Tucker Carlson. So, unless you're the news, or, you know, you're something different, that's actually entertaining, you're not going to draw that many people. Yeah. So, the way this is looking here, the demographic has constantly been lowering. Lowering. It's gone from the highest was a .83, which was the Royal Rumble go-home show for yeah. Raw, which was a .83, and the lowest is a .48, which is tied... Between the June 29th episode and Monday's episode. Yeah. Yeah. How how fucked is that? No, it's fucked up. That it's... It has been consistently dropping. Every time. When I'm about
1: learning that they they gotta switch something up.
0: Well, the thing is, is that I think they'll switch it up once they find out that they don't need fucking twenty writers in the writing room.
1: Yeah, they've let go of so many good people over the years that were legitimately good writers, but yet they've probably got like twenty Yahoo straight out of college.
0: No, it's not that they're twenty Yahoo straight out of college. It's the fact that they are out of touch. No, not even out of touch. You have. Oscar winning writers yeah. on this show that have no idea the inner workings of A sports entertainment or B professional wrestling. Yeah, if he got if he had like even ten guys that knew what the hell they we were talking
1: about, it would be so much better than having twenty guys that have no idea what
0: product to try out Right. And that's the thing. It's like, everybody says that, well, WWE needs to write better stuff. Well, it was better when it was a small niche group booking everything.
1: It's like the
0: 90s stuff, the Attitude Era.
1: If you wonder why people talk about it so much. It's because that actually had good storylines and good pronouns, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, they recycle the same shit almost every other month.
0: Every month? How about every week?
1: That, that too, but they usually, like, they could have King Corbin in this feud one week, and then next month they'll copy the same exact feud but with like two different other people.
0: It's just like, it's ridiculous. It's like, you get it, you ran out of ideas. Everybody runs it, out of ideas. But at the same time, this is what I brought up it, in in one of the groups, is that Walking Dead has drawn huge numbers over the course of its time on television. What's your name? I watched it. Eight, nines, almost tens. You know, it wasn't... It wasn't... It's a show that I've never gotten into. I can't get into it. That's fine. It's not for everybody. But for 10 million people to watch it every week for... We just playing. Yeah. They they can't go a night... They can't go that night without watching it live. They have to watch it, the premiere episode. I was the same
1: way when I was able to
0: And I think it. it's over now, isn't it? Isn't The Walking Dead over? Or is it the, like... Are we in there like last season or something? I don't know. But... Yeah, I
1: really don't know about that, but there's been some seasons where they've like for a season and a half, two seasons. They've been in the same main area for the base camp and obviously go out for supplies, but if you got that many people watching every week, seeing the same area, maybe doing the same things week after week after week, and that's completely more scripted, why can't you guys do it with 20 people and they got way more people?
0: Oh well, actually, I bet you the writers' room is only ten people for Walking Dead. If that, if that, and the thing is, is that they they do they do the writing two months in a row, two to three months in a row. Plus, I also think with the Walking Dead,
1: the dude that was behind the comics probably has some same things too, so
0: it doesn't make his work look like shit. Right. But what I'm saying is is that it d- yes, The Walking Dead was only like 10 13 episodes a season. Right. And I understand that. But you have to you have to think that they do that for 2 months. They write it out 2 3 months in advance or right. a year in advance, but it only takes them 2 to 3 months. ...to get a good story down... Mm-hmm. ...and then they shoot it... ...and it takes a year... ...or probably six months to a year to shoot... ...which is probably why whenever you're watching that season... ...they're already filming the next... Oh, easily. ...the WWE does not have that luxury... ...the WWE has a week-by-week schedule... ...that... ...if an actor is injured... They can't play anymore. Yeah. And I use the term actor loosely. But that's what I'm trying to bring it up to, is that the the actor or actors, depending if it's a tag team, because if one's out, you can't have the other one out there doing singles if you want them to stay a tag team. Right. It just... It, it, it's so aggravating and so just... Irritating to people to think, well, why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? They're, they have to go by a week by week schedule. Oh, yeah. I, the writers only have like a day or two to come up with something for TV the next week. And then yeah, they have I'm to just... run it by Vince. And if it doesn't get ran by Vince and it doesn't get, um, <laughs> approved, they're fucked. The sad part is, I
1: wonder how many good ideas over the years, probably millions, vincent said no to that, probably could have been a gold Mm-hmm. Easily, just, you've got it. there's got to be some better ones than a, a deranged guy going around squirting people with ketchup and mustard jars.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, the when Bruce Pritchard did his podcast, hold on, on Hornswoggle, there was a um, part of it where Hornswoggle said that the WWE writers didn't have anything for him. And this was like back in or 2009, 2010, before he got released. And they look at him and go, yeah, we have nothing for you. So Hornswoggle called Vince after a couple months of just kept on getting don't have anything for you, don't have anything for you, don't have anything for you vince then went to hornswoggle and said well i can't believe that and he tells him that he was pitching ideas to them and he's vince is like well i can't believe that if the the superstar is pitching you know ideas it 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 makes it more believable makes it more that the superstar is into it so he's like just from now on just call me directly So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like, it, it, are they are the writers trying to find the next big thing, or are they just they're just not worrying worrying about every chess piece they have?
1: Um, I'm thinking more so not worrying a little bit of the next big thing, but I think a lot of it is the whole chess piece.
0: Yeah, it just I don't know. Like it's it's like the old saying: some people are playing chess and other people are playing checkers. Right now, every fan in the WWE universe is playing chess, while the um, WWE writers are playing checkers with a five-year-old. They're more playing like
1: Connect Four.
0: Yeah, I could believe that too.
1: But it's like, look how many good guys they let go over the years that
0: could have been something,
1: mm-hmm. but they just. I think they try to. They have too many great talent uh, and did not have enough time to do shit with them.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like right now, Austin Theory is like this internet darling and they're doing nothing with him. He was in one group and now he's in another and he's still in the background.
1: Look at um, EC3 did amazing over at Impact.
0: Did great in
1: NXT. Get overlooked in the... Over, in, yeah,
0: overlooked. I wouldn't say roster. he did great in NXT. Him saying that he did great in NXT is like saying Otis is being great right now as Money in the Bank holder.
1: I mean, he, that's been, if you look at his NXT run versus his main roster one, yeah. then that's where I'm coming from the great from. But if I was just looking at just the NXT, then no. It was above average at best. Right. But he was a he's a great good, decent, solid wrestler, and he got overshadowed. Oh yeah. And well not a- only that,
0: um when he was in a rivalry with Dean Ambrose before Dean left the company, uh Dean was putting him over and he was getting over naturally with the fans and then Vince is like, kill his push. Kill I want you to beat EC three now, Dean. Like he's like, Why? I'm I'm leaving. I'm the guy that's leaving. Everybody knows I'm leaving. All
1: right. No, because Vince, as far as I've always heard, he hates when people get themselves over. Look what happened with Sean Spears. The yeah. whole part the whole that got over, so amazing hated that shit and barely ever used
0: them Oh, I buried he his also, ass. I heard he also
1: hates the S-chats. Yeah, he does. So it's like, if he's not the one that helped get you over, he hates you and pushes it so far deep under the hole, you might as well go to New Japan because you're almost there anyway. Pretty much.
0: Well, that was our uh, take on the raw cable viewership and that's another thing people don't understand that um, you know how like everybody has like a DVR box or some oh. people have a DVR box or watch it on the next day well no I mean like specifically the DVR boxes oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so the DVR boxes have a built in Nielsen rating system in it so that they can be tracked and monitored on who's watching what easily with everybody doing their own live TV, Sling Hulu TV, U, Hulu or uh, YouTube TV, um, something else, a couple of them. Yeah, it's hard to track those Nielsen ratings. I I I can probably guarantee that if if we look at everybody's everybody's viewership on television, period. Um. WWE would look a little bit different. Probably. I'd still think it'd be in the high threes. Because everybody's just doing it differently now. It'd definitely be a lot better than what they're actually showing. Yeah, Or, you know, at least check the later... Like, the three days after, the five days after DVR uh, numbers. Right. A lot of people
1: they work that shift, or they get other stuff going on, so you don't have time to watch it as
0: it's live. Exactly. So that was the news. Um, Now we're going to go into the WWE Extreme Rules Horror Show, or WWE Horror Show Extreme Rules, however you want to pronounce it. Doesn't matter to me, worth a damn. Um, We're going to go into the predictions. Like we always do here on the show, we're going to do Predictions for WWE. Us personally, and that's it. And we see who wins. Uh, for the last couple ones, we've been doing it for just Pride, which is fine, which I'm perfectly okay with. So am I. But this time, we're gonna do. We're gonna up the ante a little bit. How so? This time. Since I've been, you know, pretty much picking all the topics and everything for like the booking and the general topics and whatnot, Uh, winner gets to pick the next topic we do for the podcast in two weeks. Okay. And it could be booking. It could be a general topic. It could be anything. We we could do a match commentary for a like here. Oh, yeah,
1: be fun.
0: So with that we will be doing our predictions and we're gonna go from the bottom of the card to the top. Um there are two we they, we don't have all the matches yet since we're recording on a Wednesday. Um but I will be going to WWE's official page uh just to make sure if they added anything to it, let me see if I can't find it doo, 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 doo. there it is.
1: Um.
0: Huh. Well, that's interesting that that's what they put on for that. But. Here's what it is, I guess. Okay, so a lot of different matches here this week for the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. First up is Apollo Cruz versus MVP for the U.S. title.
1: Uh, I, as much as I want Apollo to win, I can see them giving it to MVP.
0: Mm. Okay, so... Let me just make sure we get this here. Okay, so we only count our personal predictions for points. Um, we just like to see if we're right. How WWE wants to go with their booking. So, personally, you who do you take? Personally, I ra- I rather have a follow Okay, so Cruz will be for your first pick of the night. Um. It's weird To me, it's weird that they threw an MVP. I honestly thought it was going to be Bobby Lashley versus Apollo, and then I was going to pick Bobby Lashley. So
1: would I. I think there might be a swerve. I
0: right, I think there might be a swerve, and they might screw us out of that, which is fine by me, because I'd rather see Lashley win the title than MVP. But I'm going to pick MVP... For personal and honestly, I can see WWE going MVP as well. And wh- who do you pick for WWE, Steve? MVP, MVP, MVP. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's going on in the background there, buddy? My phone keeps on going off for some reason. I'm gonna vibrate it. <laughs> I thought it was your computer. That's why I I didn't Um, say anything. (laughs) So, this one's going to be more interesting. Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Eye for an eye match.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know how I want to go this one because... I, I In a way, I want Seth to lose because, you know, the whole pregnancy, they were Becky. But at the same time, I like them, but I'm not a big fan of him.
0: So I could care less if he's gone. So, okay, Here, here's I'm the way go, to look I'm at it.
1: I'm going to go Seth.
0: You're going to go personally Seth?
1: Yeah, personally and definitely.
0: Okay. Um, so here's the way I'm looking at this. Rey Mysterio is not under contract. Right. Seth Rollins has a baby coming on the way. Either way, either man can lose. Pretty much. How they do it, on the other hand, is the bigger mystery. Yeah, I want to
1: know how they're going to pull the whole stipulation off.
0: Right, and if you weren't <laughs> here for the podcast last week, um, the ending of the match is for somebody to literally lose an eye Yeah. so this is going to be extremely interesting on any front we take personally I think it's going to be Seth because if you let him let him go home be with Becky because she's been pregnant since May so well probably before then so, mid-April, early May, you're looking at, so...
1: I know her date's like December.
0: Yeah, you're looking at almost three months in. And let they, him be home for the had, other six months. Yeah, they've already had a sonogram. You can see Becky's baby's bump, Which is awesome. Yeah. Again, mazel top to them. Um... But with Rey Mysterio not under contract really throws a wrench in it, because it, it... It's hard, because if he, if he was under contract, I'd say Seth loses all day, every day. Oh, yeah, so would I. But it's the fact that he's not under contract. He asked for a raise, which was ballsy on his part. What? <laughs> But. but but then again too,
1: it's like I get what you're going for Ray, but Seth, yeah, if he went, he could still be around for another month or two on WWE and then something happens to him when he gets taken out because everybody knows he's daddy that kid anyway.
0: Right. And well also if this stuff is still going on with the coronavirus with the coronavirus, um with a newborn, he's got to be home for at least a month. That's, I'm, I'm thinking
1: if he does one, we we'll get another maybe month or two at Southwales, and that's going to be it.
0: I say we have him till she's almost done. I'm Honestly, three months to go into pregnancy. I'd guess he's there for With another six, two. easily, easily. Probably till Survivor
1: Series, or I, I would say around. Yeah,
0: October early November. I'd say Survivor Series. Like have him have him wrestle Taker in a buried alive match at Survivor Series. Let him lose that. I don't care. Um <laughs> Personally, I pick Seth and WWE I'm gonna pick with Ray. Okay. Um next match. Bayley two belts versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship.
1: Please, please, for the love of God, let Nikki get it.
0: So that's a personal for you as Nikki.
1: Yes, but I could see them letting Bayley keep it because they probably want to Bayley versus
0: Sasha. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, I mean, you can do that story without a belt.
1: You can. But at the same time, I think people have been expecting it for a while that Sasha was gonna be the one take off of. Bailey.
0: No here's the thing I can see in the, short booking here um, I can see Nikki Cross win by shenanigans of Bailey trying or Becky or fucking motherfuckers Sasha <laughs> helping Bailey inadvertently, And costing Bayley the championship. And then now they still have the tag team championships, and now Bayley's pissed off at Sasha. So now that Bayley screws Sasha out of a tag team title match and loses the belt and then challenges her to SummerSlam. I can see that going that way too, but
1: I think Nikki deserves it. Bayley's had
0: that belt for probably, I think, over a year now. She has had that belt for...
1: I know it's been almost a... I know it's been
0: over a year, I think. September? Or no, August? When did they move the Fox? August or September?
1: I don't... No,
0: I think August. I want to say August myself, but I could be wrong. Um, No, it was after SummerSlam, so it was September. So, because the next pay-per-view was Night of Champions and I think Bayley retained against Charlotte for the SmackDown title? I can't remember. Yeah, no, Bayley's had it She's had it for almost a year, I think, total. Or, for this run. She's had it for over a year total. Yeah, that's it's, like. it's about time for somebody to
1: win the belt. Nikki's always been an underdog. Her partner, Alexa Bliss, who's a goddess, has had belts already. So let Nikki have the singles title for a change. He well deserves it.
0: By the way, if you look at Nikki Cross like before WWE
1: Ha! Oh. Ha! Oh. Ha! Oh, even now. But that's it. Ha!
0: Oh. Yeah. Um, better looking than Alexa Bliss all day, every day. Um, those are fight words, but, yeah, i kind
1: of agree. Oh, if we're going, if we're going back in the day, then yeah. But,
0: now, they're equal to me. Sure. Um, <laughs> if you're blind and four eyes, but that's okay. I'm um, wearing glasses, so I got four eyes. I'm good. <laughs> so you said Nikki personally and Bailey for WWE? Yeah. I will go Bailey on this one personally. Because I think just, just the way everything's been booked with her, she's been a dominant heel champion for the longest time and I think that's not going to stop anytime soon but I can see them going with Nikki and having an Alexa-Nikki feud going into SummerSlam yeah cause uh, WWE is good at breaking up good tag teams <coughs> I ain't mean, that the truth uh, yeah. next match Oscar versus Sasha Banks so we went from one half of the women's tag team champions to the other uh, for the Raw Women's Championship who do you have and why
1: I'm going Oscar because she just got it, like not too, you know, not too long ago. She,
0: she got it in the, the beginning there. of May.
1: May. Yeah, for a couple months. But I mean, going back to I personally like ask anyway, but from what you said, I think Sasha's going to cause Bailey, and then Bailey's going to cause
0: Sasha. At least one of them is happening At least one of those is happening I don't know which but, it, Both could But at least one will I know that for a but, fact
1: But I'm going to go both picks Asuka Just because personally I, I prefer Asuka over Sasha And two she just recently got it And I think they want to make her look dominant again
0: Well they got to do something She has she has like the worst record Against Charlotte Flair ever At least she finally Dude, it's still 3-1. to one. But, I mean, she's the guy just trying to make her look like what she did in NXT.
1: I think right. it's about damn time.
0: Right. Um, You know, I'm going to stick with Asuka on this one. Just because, like you said, she just got it. it. It's too soon to change right now.
1: Especially the way she got it.
0: Right. Yeah, especially the way she got it. She didn't even, like, that was the third time in a row that the money in the bank on the women's side has been cashed in in less than 24 hours. She just had the longest time of it. Yeah, because I remember Alexa Bliss, the one
1: year she cashed it in the same night, I think, started Bailey the one time, too.
0: Um uh Alexa Bliss started the trend. She cashed it in on Nia Jackson and Ronda Rousey match that night. It was only like 2 hours, maybe no an hour and a half maybe. Bailey Yeah, and Bailey won it the opening match and then Charlotte and Becky Lynch. It was it was Becky Lynch's second match. It was Charlotte's first match. Charlotte won after Lacey Evans interfered with a woman's right and then Charlotte got the roll up. So Becky still was the Raw Women's Champion, but she defended the SmackDown Women's Championship after her double her two-belt win at WrestleMania 35. I can't believe I remember all this for some reason. Um and then within five minutes of Charlotte winning the championship, Bailey comes in and saves Becky Lynch and then cashes in on Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, the hell. Um it it is what it is, but it's the fact that they've now wasted the money in the bank three times in a row.
1: Yep, and almost it's like the women's one it's like, you might as well set your clock to 24 hours, because that's when it's going to happen.
0: hmm You know what the worst part is? What? Fucking Carmella was the first Money in the Bank winner, and Twice. she lasted over 300 days. Yeah. Like what?
1: I know, you go from almost a full year to within two hours, within an hour and a half, and then mm-hmm. within 24 hours.
0: Yeah. Way to go! Way to go!
1: You can't let the woman drag it out like the guys do,
0: right? I mean, Otis still has his, and his is record breaking at this point. Um, (laughs) And he hasn't been on TV
1: in like I heard like two months,
0: two weeks. Hasn't been on TV in two two weeks. At least that's what I've been keeping track of. He hasn't been on TV in two weeks. Last he was on TV was him, Mandy Rose, and Tucker in a tag match. Yeah. Uh, McIntyre versus Ziggler, WWE Championship, in a match to be determined. Still, I don't know why. Um, I, I have
1: an odd theory on what it might be, but it's probably still off the mark, but it's an idea. You know how Ziggler was talking about the people that drew. Stepped over to get to where he's at. Mm-hmm. What happens if it's a lumberjack match with all the people? So they all the people that Drew stepped on. Ha ha! To get to where he's at. That wouldn't be a whole lot. No, but I mean, being be extreme worlds, obviously they're going to have weapons.
0: Right? I don't know it it could be something
1: completely stupid which is probably what's going to happen or it's going to be a plain old match which i highly doubt either. so
0: it's i think it's going to no. be a normal they've been i don't know why they've been pushing this and it's really been scaring me i've been noticing that they're pushing about drew's rage and i'm thinking that the stipulation is going to be a normal wrestling match with the stipulation if drew gets disqualified or counted out Championship advantage is null and void and Drew Z- or Dolph Ziggler is the new champ.
1: I can see that, but I'm gonna add one more thing to it. Okay. It's no DQ, but only for Dolph.
0: Oh! The Duchess of Queensbury rules match, got it. Um <laughs> Pretty much. And Drew has to and, and for Drew McIntyre it's a count of five, not three. Right.
1: But yeah, good I, Lord. I I doubt the whole count change, but I could see them pulling the faster word I can't get disqualified a time it out, but you can. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening.
0: But either so what way, have you I'm gotten, gonna,
1: why? Personally, either way I'm gonna go Drew because I don't think Ziggler the Ziggler's a good talent, but I don't think is the one that Drew should drop it to. I think, I still think it's still, yeah, he's had it to Mania, but I still think it's just not the right time yet.
0: He's had it for over a hundred days.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. I I could see him.
0: That's three months. I could
1: see SummerSlam.
0: He's defended the championship a few times? Excuse me, I believe so, yes. Um I can see Dolph winning this one. That that should be interesting, but I don't see him keeping it long if it does. I personally think Ziegler will finally get a WWE championship win. Um but I do believe that Drew will go the, the WWE will go with Drew. There's no way they shouldn't. And what I believe will be the match of the night, the show stopping match, the show stealing match, the, the five star match caliber of Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp fight. That's obviously going to be a cinematic match overnight. Right. This is easily the cinematic match of the night, if not one of two.
1: Right. Um, I know they are just, I, I honestly, oh, this is such a tough one for me, personally, because I love the fact they finally gave it to Strowman, but at the same time, Bray Wyatt, they've shit on so many damn times.
0: They gave it to Strowman three years after the fact. Right.
1: it's three years, too. That's
0: why, I mean, how long has Strowman had it since it's mania, it's mania? He has had it uh, for over a hundred days. So, uh, this is good. Honestly, I could
1: maybe see him dropping it back to Bray. So I'm gonna pick Bray
0: for Bowls. Oh, hold on! This is non-title. What? Yes. This what? is a this is a non-title Universal Championship match or a non-title match between Bray Wyatt, Swamp Thing, and Braun Strowman.
1: Kind of backwards.
0: Hellbilly bullshit is this?
1: Right now, honestly, I can give a shit. <laughs> can I go with option C and pick Zach Gowan?
0: Hold on. I got a better option, Z. And Zach Gowan, great option C, by the way. Um... <laughs> Otis comes out of nowhere with a fucking fan boat and fucking pins Braun Strowman. Please, for the love of God, let that happen. <laughs> just you know, just let um, Otis come out of nowhere with a referee
1: and his briefcase in hand. <laughs> okay, so this is how I'm gonna pick. This is how I'm gonna pick things. It's gonna be Wyatt's gonna win the actual match, mm-hmm. and then. The SmackDown title match. Otis is gonna win because if that doesn't happen, that, if that doesn't happen that way, I'm gonna be
0: a sad person. <laughs> well, we put it into the universe. Hopefully, it can come true. Um, not, as Vince would say, "That good shit." Yeah. So, let me see if I get this right. You think Braun? I think well, we... I think
1: Bray's gonna actually win. The non-title contest. That's what, like, and then personally, or WWE-wise, I mean, it's probably going to be Braun for WWE-wise. Personally, I Bray.
0: Okay. So your specific pick is, for personally, Bray wins non-title. Otis cashes in.
1: Yeah, i hope if it doesn't happen that way. I'm going to be focused. That is said so perfect, and it'll it explain why he's been gone for two weeks. He got washed trying to find a place in Ham, And then um,
0: he did, I mean, something. Like, okay, so think about this. Think about it this way. Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Swamp Fight. It's gonna be a horror movie. Make Mandy Rose and Otis like the virgin teens type of thing. Oh god! Oh god! I laugh so hard. It would be great. Um.
1: Storyline: Two K Twenty, where Mandy Rose is <laughs> the
0: final girl. Um. Personally. And the only reason I say Strowman wins is because the Fiend will show up at SummerSlam. Here yeah, I can see that. So that's two. That's two matches in a row that Bro- Strowman, Bron, Bron. Good Lord, I need freaking Night <laughs> and a nap. Bron Strowman <laughs> has beaten Bray Wyatt, but Bray is going to somehow manipulate his way back into the title picture. And Fiend will be the next challenger. So it's been... It's been Mr. Rogers. Now it's the actual Bray Wyatt. Then it's the Fiend. I could almost... If
1: Otis does catch it, I could see it. Like like you said, Strowman beats Bray. We don't see Brave for a while, and then all of a sudden the fiend pops up behind him, gives him the mandible claw. Otis better come in on a fanboat. <laughs> You're then, welcome then, for
0: that visual. Now,
1: <laughs> thank you. And It is amazing, and I'm going to tell my friend after this because I want to see his reaction. And you know who I'm talking about?
0: Oh yeah, um, yeah. He'll 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 get a kick out of it. Oh, so <laughs>
1: incapacitated Strowman. And the referee's driving the fan boat. Well, Otis is reenacting the scene from Titanic. Yes, I'm adding more to this.
0: With Mandy Rose holding him. With... Yes. Um, but no, I could
1: see. before i say the best page Sherwin. Otis on a fan boat. Otis does the caterpillar straight off the fan boat for the one-two-three.
0: Right. What the fuck? Okay. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Are mine um, strange place? Uh, personally, Strowman wins. I can see the WWE going with Strowman. Okay. So, for Steve's picks, he has Cruz, Seth, Nikki, Oscar, Drew, and Bray wins non-title with an Otis Cashin. I have MVP, Seth, Bailey, Oscar, Ziggler, and Stroman Period. So, there you go. Those are our picks for WWE 2020 Extreme Rules Horror Show. So, after this commercial break, we will be going into the Claire Lynch reboot. So, without further, ado, today's podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. Who doesn't want to? Who doesn't want to do stuff for free? The creation tools uh, that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. How simple is that? Can't do anything better than that. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means you can have zero listeners and still be able to try to make money. That is so cool. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the podcast. Here's a word from our sponsors at anchor.fm. FM. Thank you for l- listening to the sponsorship and now we are here for the rebook, reboot, uh, you know, alternate what universe timeline. I want to say one of the, of
1: the, one of the worst... One of the most teen drama
0: bullshit
1: Nickelodeon specials I've ever
0: seen in my life. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. No. No. Let, let's try a different one. How about, um... Because if it was a teen drama, it would actually work. Um,
1: yeah, you got a point.
0: What could we do? What could we do? Uh, let's, uh... I don't a, know how to... Pre- a low-budget Twilight movie? Yeah. Well, you 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 have to put it this way. Dave Meltzer gave it one of the best shows to watch for twenty twelve. I don't know who that's coming from. Anything. Right, but at least they're doing storylines that make sense. Uh,
1: that sounds.
0: Right, and it's TNA, and they're doing it multi month storylines.
1: Yeah, but this is bad.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's bad. Oh, yeah. Horribly. Horribly, 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 horribly bad. Like, 5 alarm dumpster fighter, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Pretty much, the, uh, Claire Lynch storyline is probably one of the longer ones TNA's ever built. It's, like, I think it's the second to longest one behind aces and eights. Which was actually going on, starting to go around this, the same time as this was going on. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. Because
1: I, I watched a video on it earlier to try to get some info on it. And the dude was saying, yeah, this was around the same time Aces and Ace was, you know, figuring out who they were and this, that, and the other thing. So it was just start of the Aces and Ace around that time frame. Yeah.
0: So, pretty much what it was is that uh, around this time, there were two separate storylines going on between two different companies that were the same. The WWE had a recently hired AJ Lee as general manager of Raw having a quote-unquote affair with John Cena. While this is going on, TNA then decides to start their own AJ storyline with AJ Styles and Dixie Carter. Doing, pretty much doing the same rendezvous stuff. Right. A few weeks into it, Daniels and Kazarian are, you know, being heels and trying to get the, trying to get them to spill the beans. It doesn't work. Um, they actually find out that what they've been doing is hiding a crack addict who's pregnant, who wants to get off crack. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. So they're helping a relapsed uh, drug addict. Cool. Good for them. Good for them. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, she thinks she's pregnant with AJ's t- child.
1: Because if I remember, Gazarian and Daniels are like, crap, what do we do now?
0: Right. Yeah. And then what happened was. If I remember correctly, Kazarian and uh, Daniels hold a baby shower for Claire Lynch and does all this AJ stuff.
1: They did. Um, they had a little
0: AJ Styles baby. Which, that was probably the funniest part of the whole thing.
1: It was, but I remember before that, they were showing like pictures of you know Claire and AJ with alcohol involved. And yeah. this, that, and the other thing. But AJ, you can tell, was completely hammered. Well, she was all... Um, like, like she hasn't touched a drop of this stuff. But yeah, the baby shower was towards, I think, the end of this whole right. shit. But you're right, the AJ Styles baby was the best thing I've ever seen. That was the highlight of the whole thing. my opinion. Yeah.
0: So... All this led to a match with AJ Styles versus Daniels, where if AJ won, he'd get a paternity test to prove his innocence, but if he lost, he'll just admit that he's the father. Right. Which is so completely stupid.
1: Oh, but the stupidest part's yet to come, though, isn't
0: it? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So, AJ won the match, so they were going to take a paternity test the next week. <laughs> before it got even to its crescendo.
1: Right before he's about to announce the test results.
0: Yeah. Come to find out that some jackass on the internet who's a wrestling smart mark or just a troll, or just a dick. Anyway, ho- whoever you are, good I'm on you co- for making this life, this woman's life a living hell. I'm getting a cocktail of all three. It's a huge possibility.
1: But they were basically derailing this girl's real life actress that does commercials and stuff. right? And they were going to, she had to scrub her social media accounts. Because
0: it was starting to Her life, and she just quit. So, she was actually hired through Universal Studios to play Olive Oil? Yep, that too. And people found out that her real name was Julia Riley. Yep. So they went straight to her Twitter and all social media of Julia Riley and bombarded her with horrible things that will not be repeated on this podcast. (laughs) So with all the crap that stirred up with this actress, Impact then found out she quit.
1: Which honestly, I don't blame her.
0: So they're like, Oh, shit, what do we do now? Well, AJ won the match, so we gotta do a paternity test, or do we? The next week, or the week after, I don't remember which... It was the week the, after. It was the week after? Yeah. The attorney of Claire Lynch... uh uh-huh. <laughs> Robotically, mind you, she was a horrible... She was worse actress than the Claire Lynch person. Trust me, folks, I can attest to this, because I just watched a video about the storyline today. And...
1: You've seen better acting in C three PO. A-
0: actual robot. In, I've the, seen better acting from, um, Joan Rivers as, uh, Anything other than she she three PO. Yeah. From Spaceballs. I don't remember Such what. I don't remember her name. Um, the
1: Paternity Bond. I can't remember. I don't know. It was some sort of robot with poofy hair.
0: Yeah. Dot. Dot, yeah. That's what it was. But I. Um, yeah. But the attorney pretty much recited from her little clipboard or pamphlet or whatever the hell she had that the whole angle or the whole pregnancy was complete bullshit and she was paid by Kaz and Daniels for shits and for giggles. And that ended that storyline. Which makes me wonder how much longer
1: it's going to go on
0: if it wasn't for that. Uh, In a shoot interview with Kaz and Daniels, a lot longer. And I mean a lot longer. So. Can we make it worse? Oh yeah. try. And this is how we start. So, they started with da- Daniels and Kazarian outing Dixie Carter and AJ. This is where we're going to start out with with them outing out AJ and Dixie Carter.
1: Oh,
0: Dixie still and the reason that they switched it to Claire Lynch was because Dixie was getting cold feet and didn't want her to look like a whore in front of her family on television. Yeah,
1: because I remember at some point too they had her husband
0: Come Cole AJ. Oh yeah, Surge threw one of the worst working punches in all of history. Yeah. So let's let's put it this way. Instead of outing Dixie Carter, we'll we'll still have them like out Dixie Carter in this whole thing, but we're not gonna have it be Claire Lynch. Let's have it be Who was in the company at the time? And somebody a lot hotter than fucking Claire Lynch. I was going to go the complete opposite. Oh, okay. Well, your idea. Awesome Kong. Good God. Um. Yeah, let's bring her back, because I think she was out of the company at this point. I can't think of anybody else, but Awesome Kong right now. That
1: sounds great. Hmm. Hm. Because the TNA did have a lot of good looking men. Yeah, they did. And even, and even Awesome Kong wasn't bad looking in a, in a way either.
0: In what way are you talking about freaky BDSM blindfolded shit? Have you seen how she looks like in
1: glow? It's kind of hard to see how she looks like in that and imagine her big.
0: Um, can you imagine? Okay, so imagine her in two thousand seven.
1: Hmm. Yeah. There
0: you go. Okay, she was obviously
1: the low end of the spectrum. But I mean, and who's the high
0: like, fucking velvet sky?
1: Velvet Sky, Angelina uh Rose.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay, so the beautiful people. We'll say that the the spectrum is between Awesome Kong and the beautiful people. Got yeah. it. No, let's do this. Daphne, she was still in the company at the time.
1: Okay, yeah, she's a crazy. She shit
0: crazy. I think I've met her once, so... Yeah. So, we'll, we'll go with Daphne. And with that, we'll go into this, like, thing where she's trying to become normal. Okay. And AJ and Dixie are trying to help her, and she's outed, and she comes out to her real name, which I don't know at the time. I don't either. Um, but... The thing is, is we'll... Keep that going. And then Daniels and Kazarian... Um... Let's have her be pregnant with AJ's child.
1: Okay.
0: Like, let's let's have them actually go through the conspiracy, like, in the back. Like, we watched them have the conspiracy. And AJ's oblivious to it all. Right. So... She was outed. Now she's outing AJ for being the father of her unborn child. Okay. Why would I have slept with you, AJ says. Daphne goes, because you felt so bad for me that you thought that I was going crazy that you consoled me and the drink that you were having, I kind of put something in it because I thought you were cute and I was still in my crazy phase so I thought it was okay. Yeah, I could see that
1: happening.
0: That type of shit. Right. The cute,
1: innocent, crazy-ass school girl slipped with a jock of Mickey. Mm-hmm.
0: So now we have... Now, we, this was, I think, at the beginning of the year, so that means the Bound for Glory series would be in the summer. So what we'll do is, is that we'll put this on the shelf for a couple months, as in, like, AJ yells at her and fucking tells her to just go away, and he's done with the problem. Or, so he thinks. A few months later down the road, we start the Bound for Glory series. Which is a round robin type style series, which I wish WWE would do for like SummerSlam or um, I Survivor honestly, Series. I
1: honestly, forget how many
0: Bound for Glory round robin setup worked. So the Bound for Glory series worked that if you got a pinfall, it was three points. Oh, if you got a, okay.
1: sl- um, yeah, so if you got, so got a.
0: If you got a submission, it was ten points. Uh, if you got a count out, it was two points. And if it was a draw, nobody gets points.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: And if and you get disqualified, you lose two po- or you lose three points. I
1: remember that would yeah. be cool for getting something like
0: that. Or oh, bring back the championship scramble. That's a that's a subject for another time. Oh, yeah. Um but so now the Bound for Glory series is starting. Give AJ a couple wins during the mo- the first month. And now you start seeing Daphne start coming down to the ring during his matches. And now she's looking a little pregnant. You're about three months into the pregnancy. Three or four months. Um, one of the matches is... Daniels versus AJ, and AJ gets distracted, and Daniels makes him tap out. So now Daniels is, like, close to the top of the leaderboard. AJ's at the bottom. Um, yeah, it... it you, you start seeing, you know, Daphne interfere in all of AJ's matches, and it takes about a good month for AJ to be like, okay, look, what do you want? This isn't my child. I can tell you that right now. As a little, and she, bit,
1: of the cra- as a little bit of the crazy still leaking out a bit. From say that Daph- again. As Daphne, a little bit of the crazy still leaking out of it every time.
0: Right, and it's just it's slowly building up and building up and building up and building up. Yeah. So. She goes with an. She has an envelope in her hand, and she goes, "AJ, take this." And AJ opens it up, and you see two tickets to the Maury show. So now everybody should know what Maury means. That means paternity test. Got it. It's
1: either paternity test or a or. A lie detector thing. It's
0: one of the two. One of the two. Or a secret surprise admirer. I don't fucking know.
1: Those happen like three times a year. Right. But it's usually who's the father.
0: Right. Usually. So now you have. Somehow they work a deal out with Mori. Right. And now you have Mori hosting. ...an episode of his show... ...or a segment of his episode of his show... ...to AJ Styles and Daphne. No, we can go one of two ways. We can make this completely kayfabe... ...or we can make this real.
1: Uh, maybe a bit
0: of both. If it's possible. Don't think. Okay, so... They're... Okay, so let's put it this way. They're in wrestling characters... But Maury is talking to them like they're real people. So he calls A.J. Allen Jones. He calls Daphne by her real name, you know. But yeah, like the,
1: the Daphne is start off, you know, acting like their normal wrestler But by the end of it, it's when they just
0: pull down the curtain
1: and then start.
0: Right. So we do that, and now it comes out that says, AJ is the father. Oh, okay. So now AJ is distraught. He can't focus at all during the Bound for Glory series. And now, Daphne is like, she's trying to console him. And out of the blue, she makes out with him. Okay. And AJ pushes back and goes Hey, whoa, wait a minute I, I have a wife, I have three kids I mean, I have a fourth one on the way um, I clearly was not in my right frame of mind When everything happened I, we, we can't be together And AJ
1: About walks off point, Is this when the full crazy happens?
0: Eh, let's not go full crazy. Let's leave that to when she's about six, almost nine months pregnant. Okay. So, right now she's about, f- about four or five months pregnant, and AJ walks off, and you just see this twitch in her eye and her neck, like, constantly going. Kind of that weird sideways
1: crank type thing constantly? Yeah. You're
0: just shaking your head like kind of diagonally down. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. And by the way, you all will hate me at the end of this, but for right now, she's not really pregnant. She oh, like she she's doing she's doing the you know the stomach costumes to make it look like she's pregnant, so that it's all believable by the time everything happens. So AJ thinks his problem's over with. He's gonna be a new dad. He's gonna be this, he's gonna be that. And now AJ is you know, he's catching his groove back in the Bound for Glory series. He's he finally has he's gonna be in the the match for anniversary. That has... The winner gets 25 points added to his total score. Okay, cool. He wins that match. And then... Starts coming down the ramp is Daphne. Like, so congratulatory and happy and... Can't believe that her man is going you know, going farther in the Bound for Glory series. And then for some reason, AJ just looks at her and goes, what are you doing here? And like, this is going to be like the end of the pay-per-view. What? So, So this started in like the beginning of 2012. We're now halfway through 2012. And she's about six months pregnant. Now, the problem is... AJ starts to feel like he needs to be there for the baby. And you, you, you can't have a sympathetic baby face wanting to go with the crazy bitch who drugged him. So he goes to Daphne and says, look, I've thought it over and I want to be in both of your lives. This doesn't mean I want to be in a relationship with you. This just means that I want to be there for both of you to make sure that everything is taken care of and everything is ready for you. Right. Now, here's where everything gets awesome, at least in my perspective. Okay. Uh, the next pay per view, which is a Victory Road, I believe. Yes, because that's in August. Yeah, I was um. Looking for TNA
1: pay-per-views. Hmm. I wasn't too familiar with the
0: TNA pay-per-view names, Yeah, it's like
1: Slamversary and then.
0: Yeah, it's like Victory Road and then it was Turning Point and then uh Bound for Glory. Okay. So Victory Road happens. And it's another this time it's the top four contenders to figure out who's going to the Bound for Glory finish. Who's going to go face the champion at Bound for Glory? AJ Styles, James Storm, Robert Rude, or my bad, Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels. Okay. The world champion at this point is Robert Rude. That was
1: right,
0: So, Daphne comes down to the ring with AJ Styles, and AJ tells her to sit here in this chair. Match goes on, you know, hunky-dory, everything's going okay. She's sitting there being pregnant. She's seven months pregnant. Mm -hmm. AJ Irish whips Daniels in into a corner um, and this is on the outside they're going to go into the corner barricade and Daniels reverses it into AJ running towards Daphne mm-hmm. AJ stops moves out of the way and everyone's going to hate me for this and I'm perfectly okay with it because I'm an evil bastard and this is a storyline that will never happen Christopher Daniels does a running start and drop kicks Daphne right in the fucking chest. Yeah, I can kind of, yeah, I was kind of, almost
1: going along the same lines. I was thinking she was going to somehow get like gut checked off the ring apron or something. Something was right. going to happen where she landed on her
0: stomach. Right. Well, we're going to go completely violent and have Christopher Daniels like bro kick her right in the fucking chest. Now, yeah. AJ's distraught he's focused on Daphne James Thorn whims the Fatal 4-Way yep. goes to the back with Daphne and she's playing it up like she's completely like almost losing the baby like she's going to lose her shit and everything and Here's what we set up for Bound for Glory. It's going to be Abyss versus AJ Styles. As they're going back to the ambulance, AJ is with Daphne, and out of nowhere, Abyss comes and attacks AJ. And Daphne's like, no, like, faking, like, no, stop it, no, don't do it, no. And then she takes off, like, the stomach weight Mm -hmm. and throws it onto the ground in front of AJ and goes I was never pregnant with your child you couldn't even, you couldn't have manned up enough for me like Abyss did so now she's fully gone back into crazy
1: yeah like she somehow and then she pulls out this favorite toy Barbie or whatever
0: yeah she just like walks off scene comes back on screen with the fucking two, the the two by four nails. <laughs> I think it had barbed wire too. Yeah, maybe. No, oh no, Barbie was uh, the bat with barbed wire. This is That's right. what the fuck did he call her?
1: I can't remember. What well, was call her? Fred? Because I can't. Fred's my go-to answer for everything.
0: Yeah, I can't. I can't remember either. But it was some weird name that he called it—the two by four with a bunch of nails in it. Well, Petunia. Yeah, Petunia. And Abyss goes to fucking whack AJ style. Screen cuts to black. That's it. That's the end of the pay per view. So now AJ comes to the Impact Zone the next week, like arm wrapped in a sling head wrapped around half an eye fucking ribs are taped up everything like he's battered bloody and bruised Yep. and he goes I can't believe I fell for her I can't believe I fell for all that I can't believe I just want to know why and Daphne comes out with a best and Daphne grabs the mic and goes, You really want to know why, AJ? You really want to know why? It's because I did like you. I liked you when you helped me became normal. And then when I saw that you didn't want me as normal, I thought you wanted me as Daphne. So I tried to be a little of Daphne. And it seemed like you didn't want that either. But then I met Abyss. And Abyss loves Daphne. Just like how I'm going to love Abyss destroying you at Bound for Glory. Because that's when you'll heal up, right AJ? That's when everything's going to be medically cleared for you, right AJ? And AJ just looks at her and goes, yeah, I'll be medically cleared by then. And I will kick Abyss's ass. So the next few weeks go on and Daphne is interviewed and says, how did you, like, she's asked, how did you fake the pregnancy? How did you do this? How did you do that? And she goes, well, it was easy to pay the producers off to give Maury the fucking false test. Like, you don't have to be a smart aleck to figure out that, hey, it's a TV show. Okay, so how did you fake the pregnancy test with AJ? How did you fake showing him that you were pregnant? I bought it off eBay. Like, she's just now going down the list of things that every stupid ass, like, Girl that wants to keep their man type thing that she does.
1: I just thought she got some crazy person to pee on a stick.
0: Well, we could have done that too. But I I I I'll go with just got it off eBay because then you gotta tell who the pee was and then Yeah. You got you gotta go through all that. So the week before Bound for Glory, AJ shows back up at the impact zone. And AJ goes, Daphne, I've seen everything that you've said about what you did to me. And I want to hurt your new boyfriend so bad that I'm willing to go through hell and back just to do it. So does it now become a monstrous ball match? Yep, exactly. It's now become a monster's ball match, Abyss's specialty. Yep. And you have all of all the bells and whistles and everything. Right, yeah. So the monster's ball match happens. And Daphne is going to be involved heavily in this match. Shocker. <laughs> right. So, Abyss now has the bed of thumbtacks on the table. And he's going to choke slam AJ through it. AJ takes a thumbtack beforehand and does, like, a quick thumb to the eye to Abyss, but it stabs his eye and blinds him. Like... Kayfabe stabs his eye and blinds him. I'm not going to have somebody stab a real guy in the fucking eye with a thumbtack. That's just brutal. Yeah. And now Abyss is blind in one eye. He can't see what he's doing. He's so like in pain. He can't see what he's doing. So AJ gets out of the way. I can see where this is going. Well, please go. Daphne gets in the ring
1: at this point, you know, to try to help Abyss, but Abyss, being blind, doesn't realize Daphne and uh, choke slam. Daphne through the table with the tags on it.
0: A little bit different, but yes. Uh, instead of the choke slam, though, he's gonna black hole slam her through it. Oh, I forgot that was this thing. Yeah, that was awesome too. I like that better. <laughs> and. Now AJ is like, oh my god, I just helped put a woman through a thumbtack table. What am I going to do?
1: But then he also realizes "Look what she did to me.
0: Yeah, and she he's just like, you know what? Pele kicks abyss. <laughs> yeah, Pele kicks abyss and then pins abyss for no reason. Yep. Because I
1: remember he used the Pele kick on the people. He had a hard time lift up in the style splash.
0: Right. So, with that... Next week we'll be doing the news and we will be doing some more. Uh, We'll be doing actually the review of Extreme Rules 2020. And before we go we always do an F. Mary Kill. Steve, your turn to pick this week. Okay, I'm
1: gonna do a bit of
0: an oddball it's time to do tag teams.
1: Okay. We got... Um, let's see. The Legion of Doom. Okay. The Mega Powers. Okay. And...
0: Uh, let's go... The Headbangers. The Headbangers? Really? I would okay. gonna say the Rock and Roll Express, but Headbangers sounded funny. Okay. Um Huh. Kill the hang- ba- headbangers, fuck the Mega Powers, and marry the Legion of Doom.
1: I would've switched the Legion of Doom with the
0: Mega Powers, but I-, I agree with the rest of it. Okay. oh there you go. That's that was everything this week on the podcast. Uh please share, review. Uh this week. Uh, actually, a couple weeks ago, I said that we are now on YouTube, uh, all the podcasts will now be a week, okay, so this is episode 15, episode 14 will be out today, Thursday, on YouTube, so we will always be a week ahead on the audio podcast, and YouTube will be a week behind, so... Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel at the Mr. Late Blue uh, Network, and don't forget to share with your friends, get us more views, uh, you know, check out the sponsor at anchor.fm, and for me, this is Cody Wilson signing off, and for Steve, I hope you all have a good day, good night, good evening, whenever you listen to the podcast, and...